Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. Welcome. Welcome. December 17th, y'all. And we ain't joking around. The end of the year is here. (laughs) And like I said, in uh, America, you're not getting really that much done. You know? Yeah, what's today? Today is the 17th, right? I think so. Yeah, Friday. Um, Yeah, you're not getting a lot done. Uh, You might as well wait till the, the... probably the second week of January to check back and see if your papers got in or if something uh, needed to be done, uh, you know, in terms of administrative work. So check it out. The thing that's on my mind this morning is, you know, I, I'm really getting frustrated. I feel like I, and, and I recognize I'm not in a progressive city. St. Louis is not progressive um, in any way, not just in that that uh, uh, look hashtag progressive, whatever this movement people are calling it. Not only this, in, in the textbook definition, this is not a progressive place to live. Um, and the people who, as evidenced by the fact that there are a lot of people who think they are progressive, yet they're not. They uh, they perpetuate the same old tired stereo stereotypes and racial tropes that have plagued the city, I would imagine, since the beginning, you know. Um, And it's hard to escape being a slave state, and it's hard to escape being uh, the home of Dred Scott. But, you know, St. Louis hasn't embraced that at all. And then the black people here don't help it. I'm black, and I'm telling you what I see on a daily basis. You know, we are perpetual victims all the time, we're not where we're supposed to be because because white people do this and white people do that. And I had a conversation the other day, and it was like, what are you talking about? You know, I get it. I get that racism exists, but you are also a racist if you believe that. I think uh, here's how the conversation went. Oh, I deemed that hallway the ghetto. And... Uh, I was like, who's that? Who's back here, you know, promoting these racial stereotypes? It's me. But guess what? No, um, all the black people have moved out. So it's only white people over there now. So I was like, but nobody wants to live in the ghetto, no matter who lives. You know what I mean? Like some concepts are just, you know, and I used to get after kids when I worked at a very hoity-toity university who would come in and criticize our stuff. Wow. Why, why, where did you guys get this ghetto printer? Why is all your stuff so ghetto? It doesn't work. Listen, I don't think that's a great adjective. And I don't think it's funny. And I don't think it makes you look enlightened or woke. I'm so sick of wokeness. First of all, it's grammatically incorrect. And I've lived with it about as long as I can. That that ought to let you know right there that probably some group of white people came up with the concept. Let's make them, what can we call people? Let's make them seem... Um, you know, alert and aware and awake, but not really. Let's call it woke. It sounds like something some advertising agency came up with. You know what I mean? It's just like, let's, can we please stop being woke? I heard a, a, a black politician, a former mayor of Philadelphia say, I wish some of these woke people would go back to sleep. Correct. And wake up awake and alert and alarmed at how not progressive you've been. This has been stupid. We're having like these little circular, dumb conversations. I'm tired of people coming up with new words for stupid shit like microaggressions. What is that? What is that? What are you talking about? 
Listen, there are cool people and not cool people in the world. There are smart people and there are not smart people in the world. This whole idea that all black people, you know, just because you got into a position, now it's going to be better because black people always treat black people great is bullshit. And we all know it. If you're black, you definitely know it. If you're black and you grew up, especially in a black neighborhood, you know your first bully was black. There was a girl up the street from me who was a terrorist. She hated my guts. I have no idea why. She just would go in on me all the time for a good four years. She just, you know, until we finally outgrew it. But she just was like on me. You know, the first person stole my bike, black. My all day, every day bully uh, out on the on the block was black, black girl. She just tormented me. You know, all the old pervy dudes that made you feel weird at Walgreens, they were all black. So, you know, this whole idea that only black people can treat black people well is so, I don't know what it is. It's just, it's a, it's a security blanket. And we have covered ourselves in our victimization and felt so comfortable with it. But that's not how we progress. That's not how we move forward. Because all black people ain't on your team. What is it? All kin, all skin folk ain't kin folk. And I know I have examples of it. The goat that are more fresh than, than my childhood. You know, I just try to deal with people. Because when you put people in places and you just do it based off their race, you're discounting their character. You're discounting their knowledge base. You're discounting they may or may not know what they're doing. They may or not be may or may not be suited for that particular role. But just because now they're the CEO and they're black, okay, now all of a sudden it's just going to be great. That is in itself silly. And when you deem a neighborhood, even if in jest, even in the office, oh, that's the ghetto. But now only white people live there. That is textbook racism. Racism is defined as you believe you're superior to someone else based off of your race. And that is what is wrong with St. Louis. And that is what is wrong with America. The pockets of America that are extremely broken. You know what I mean? Because everybody thinks they know everything. And then the, the squeaky wheel gets the grease and all these people start talking and making up words and making up concepts and reasons why everybody's so upset and they're, they're just so hoity-toity about it. And the reality is, you know what? Most people on the ground really talking to each other can find a way to get along. Even if that means I don't like you, I don't agree with you, I'm not going to fuck with you, but you be over there and I'm going to leave you alone and I'll be over here and you'll leave me alone. Most people can figure out how to get along on the ground level. And that's just what we're going to have to do. But these these really silly stereotypes that people just fall in love with and stick with. And I've found that one of them is people are super comfortable thinking that only white people do certain crimes or only black people do certain crimes. There are numbers to suggest like school shooters seem to be largely predominantly white boys. That's true. But the sex crimes and stuff, the violent crimes, the child sex predators, nah. They come in a a rainbow pack of colors and backgrounds. Um, You know, we just we try to keep ourselves keep ourselves safe by staying small and small minded. 
And it's just, it's tiresome. It really is. You know, it's tiresome to be on the high intellectual road. (laughs) And I'm not trying to come off like a snob or whatever, but it just, we're never going to move forward as long as everybody sees racism everywhere and feels morally superior, even when they're acting like a racist. Yeah. (sighs) Anyway. I know, it's heavy. It's a Friday. It's Friday before Christmas. What is the next week is Christmas? You know, but that's what this podcast is. It's stream of consciousness. You get exactly what's on my mind when I pick up this uh, phone to start talking. So that's what you got. But listen, and I'm frustrated out of love. This is mad love, you know, personified. Because I want to see everybody win. But I can't hear you talking like a loser and be rooting for you to win. I'm wasting my energy. You're never gonna win that way. You can't hold resentment, hate, uh, pettiness, and all this in your heart, even when you're justified, even when you feel completely vindicated and right, you can't hold that and expect to win. You're just tormenting yourself. The more, like, you know, I heard um, uh, Michael Beckwith say it, but I, uh, I, uh, I know he was quoting Bob Marley. Complaining is just prayers to the devil. You're feeding the wrong energy, basically. So as long as you stay stuck and stilted and stunted, you're, that's what's just what you're gonna get. And you know, I know it's not gonna change overnight, but we need to start there. Some of y'all are just really, really disappointing. You think you're progressive, but you 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 think you're free, but you talk just like a slave. <sighs> All right. I hope everybody has an amazing weekend. I'm not ready for Christmas. I'm not prepared, but we're going to trudge forth. I have a lot to do before Christmas. This is always busy. It's just these are just days in December to me. But I hope everyone else is in the spirit and enjoying it and having a good time. I don't know what next year is going to hold. But it should be good. And I can't wait to unpack it. And I can't wait to unpack it with you. So let's talk soon. Be well. Have a great, great, great weekend. Be your absolute best.